Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so very much for tuning in. Today we are going to be looking at a new survey which found that half of young men believe that feminism has quote, gone too far. And keep in mind, we are not talking about just men in general here or better yet just baby boomers who being older tend to lean more conservative. No, no, this study looked at 16 to 24 year olds who by and large tend to be very progressive. So if even they are starting to have their doubts about feminism, just imagine what the population as a whole is thinking. So we have this article from Vice, which kind of leads us through the study. It says that half of young men believe that feminism has, quote, gone too far and makes it harder for men to succeed, according to a new report from anti-extremism charity, Hope Not Hate. Now I'm just gonna pause things here really quick. If you are not familiar with Hope Not Hate, no, they are not simply a anti-extremism charity. They are a far-left, anti-conservative, even anti-centrist organization. They have done a lot of work in the past to deplatform people like Lauren Southern and Tommy Robinson. They have really spoken out against anyone who is critical of mass immigration or anything like that. So, so many of these left-wing groups like to give themselves names to kind of make it seem like, oh no, they're just all about love and hope and stuff like that. Places like Hope Not Hate, uh, let's see, the Southern Poverty Law Center, or even the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union. Uh, but no, make no mistake, do not be misled. They are themselves extremists. And just with this whole article, keep in mind that we are looking at the study from the perspective of Vice, who themselves are quite far left. But to continue, it says the Young People in the Time of COVID-19 report released today surveyed 2,076 16 to 24-year-olds on their ideological beliefs during the pandemic. It found that only 21% of male participants do not agree that feminism has gone too far. Wow! So overwhelmingly among men, even again these young, usually progressive men, the view toward feminism is not all that great. That's pretty, that's pretty great to see. It says only 39% believe it is a more dangerous time to be a woman than a man in Britain today, while nearly one in five hold, quote, negative views about feminists. All right, so note here that it says only 39% believe it is a more dangerous time to be a woman than a man in Britain today. They say that as if that is the correct belief, that it is more dangerous to be a woman than a man, and they're just shocked that more men don't agree with this objective fact. Um, if we look at actual crime statistics about who gets assaulted more, robbed more, even murdered more, we find that I mean, across cultures, really, it is more dangerous to be a man than a woman. So these men who are saying like, no, no, it's more dangerous to be a man in Britain today, they're actually right. It says, hope not hate links this anti-feminist sentiment among men in the younger millennial and Generation Z demographic with far-right ideology. You do not need to be far-right or right-wing at all, actually, to have negative views about feminism, right? And actually, some of the most prominent anti-feminist commentators online 
Ukraine and even in academia are left-wing themselves. What, what really gets me though is that the report says, no, it warns men's rights and anti-feminism are increasingly becoming a slip road to the far right. Oh no, not men's rights, that, that far right concept. Appealing to young men feeling emasculated in an age of changing social norms. I love the lack of self-awareness these people have because they, with feminism, they say feminism just means women's rights and you'd have to be a complete bigot to not want women's rights, right? While at the same time, they try to equate men's rights unironically with the far right. It's like, what? Are, are we not allowed to argue for men's rights now without being pretty much fascist? I guess not. Sam Smethers, it says, chief executive of feminist charity the Fawcett Society, told Vice News this data is consistent with previous Fawcett research, which found that there is a significant proportion of young men who feel threatened by feminism, and also that younger men are more likely than older men to describe themselves as feminists, so opinion is polarized. I really don't understand why this is shocking to anybody. Feminism has become an ideology that is constantly telling men, especially white men, to sit down, shut up, get out of the way, we don't want your opinion, you're inherently negative. And so for men finally now to start saying, hang on, I, I, I think this ideology might be hostile toward people like myself. It's, it's not an overreaction, it's not extremism, it's just... Well, it's, it's a logical conclusion based on what these activists has, have been saying. It continues, this explains the high levels of misogyny, abuse, casualized violence, and objectification women experience every day, Smethers added. We need a step change in men's attitudes if we are going to reverse it. Again, there is this conflation with feminism, meaning just good things towards women, and anti-feminism, meaning just bad things towards women. You don't get get to have it both ways if you're an activist, meaning you don't get to claim that feminism is so intersectional and pretty much contains all of Marxist ideology while also saying, well, if you don't like my ideology, you just hate women, right? That is not the same. And actually, as someone who is not for feminism, I have found that most of the cultural attitudes that are very negative and demeaning toward women come from places like Hollywood that treat women as sex objects and, you know, just completely objectify them. That's, that's not empowering, even though it might be like, pro-feminist. Uh, actually, I find that a lot of times conservative men who kind of have that more chivalrous attitude to toward women are a lot more respectful. So no male feminists, you don't have the monopoly on respecting women. And actually, if we look at the track record of so many male feminists out there, it, it, it really seems like you all, you all are kind of actually just creeps who might be putting on this facade of allyship in order to get to women, much like the uh, the infamous cuttlefish. Before we go any further though, I do wanna take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Simply Safe. So here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and lousy customer support. I think we've all been there. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer, and that is Simply Safe. So Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. Professional monitoring keeps watch, day 
day and night ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals if there's ever an emergency. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. You can set up yourself in under an hour, just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them, no technician required, and there's also no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, and no fine print. All of this starts at just $15 a month, and I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is just great. US News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. So try Simply Safe today at simplysafe.com slash lore and you get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. So you literally have nothing to lose. That again is simplysafe.com slash Lauren so they know that our show sent you. Joe Levinson, director of communications and campaigns at feminist charity Young Women's Trust, told Vice News, many young women still face issues of sexism. Our own polling at the end of last year found that nearly 70% of young women aged 18 to 24 call themselves feminists and say that sexism is a major problem in the UK. Okay, so this right here, this is why we have such a disconnect between men and women in today's society. We have 70% of young women calling themselves feminists and most young men believing that feminism is against them. Right. And young women saying that sexism is a major problem in the UK. Essentially, young women believe that men are out to get them and young men believe that women are out to get them. And, you know, by and large, honestly, maybe they're right, because with the growth of sex based identity politics, I do feel like men and women just see each other as enemies now, which is so frustrating and so disappointing at a time in society when by many metrics, if not most metrics, things have never been more egalitarian, right? Especially for women to say that sexism is still a major problem in the UK. I really have to wonder what they're talking about. Um, things like education, women are actually outperforming men now. Maybe they'll say, oh, but the gender gap, it's like, ladies, for the last time, if you don't want to make less than a man, then stop going into dance studies and, oh, no, maybe look at engineering. But uh, <laughs> to continue, we actually have some excerpts from the Hope Not Hate study itself. And what I think is really interesting is that not only do they rag on the concept of male supremacy to encapsulate any type of anti-feminist sentiment, but they also link that with white supremacy because of course, why wouldn't those two things go together? If you don't love feminism, not only do you hate women, you also, you hate non-white people, obviously. So it says, young people share more socially liberal views than older people, but many, especially young men, hold deeply problematic views around race and gender. A large majority, 79% of young people say that there is a place for every kind of person in this country compared to 63% of our December 2019 nationally representative poll, and 81% say that having a wide variety of backgrounds and cultures is part of British culture compared to 63% in the same nationally representative poll. Okay, I don't really see how you could get white supremacy out of that. That seems to be overwhelmingly, quote, inclusive. But I do wonder, like, isn't this actually not what the far left believes, that there's a place for everybody in British society? Like, does that, does that include conservatives? <gasps> I don't know, kind of sounds like you're enabling neo-Nazis if you believe that. But it also says young people also share more progressive views around LGBT plus issues. Yet young people have less positive attitudes of feminists and many young men reject feminism as an ideology that displaces men. Gee, it's, it's almost as if you can want equal rights for LGBT people, 
but not consider yourself a feminist. It's it's almost like feminism does not have a monopoly on the concept of equal rights. It says the overlay between male supremacy and white supremacy, this study, by the way, demonstrates neither, and its pervasiveness among young people presents huge challenges as the men's rights movement increasingly acts as a slip road to the far right. Look, guys, um, I have not believed for a very long time that feminism has anything to do with, quote, equal rights, but you're really you're letting the mask slip when you so openly denigrate the concept of men's rights. Like you can at least pretend to not hate men for a, for a little bit. And I don't know, you, you say that young men believe feminism displaces men as if it's some crazy conspiracy theory, yet in the next sentence, you mock the idea of men's rights movements and link it to extremism. Like, this is why young men do not trust you, nor should they. Backlash against feminism aligns male supremacy with white supremacy. They're just making stuff up now as it plays on white male insecurities to push back against progressive values and increasingly liberal social norms. It's not an insecurity when feminists are literally telling men to get out, that they don't want them, that they don't need them, and that they shouldn't be in charge anywhere. Like, that's not an insecurity. That's not paranoia. That's just an accurate representation of what's happening. And we have lots more to cover, but first, I want to tell you all about Quip. So if you're anything like me, you probably have about a million different things on your mind, whether it's work, trying to keep up with a social life, and maybe even a boyfriend or girlfriend. The last thing you want to think about is how often to change your toothbrush, which is so annoying because it's one of the most important parts of oral care. And in fact, 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people People forget to floss daily, not bueno. But good health starts with good habits. And Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine. And there's even a downsized version designed for kids. So it's so easy. You don't even need to keep track of how long you're brushing for. Quip does that for you. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients your teeth actually need and none that they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to clean in between hard places to get. So join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at just $25. So if you go to getquip.com slash Chen right now, you will get your first refill completely free. That is your first refill for free at getquip.com slash Chen. That's spelled getquip.com com slash Chen so they know our show sent you again quip the good habits company so next the report actually includes some suggestions of how to combat this wave of white supremacy and sexism among young people it says government policy around online harms must take the lead in challenging hatred conspiracy and misinformation online and not simply defer to big social media companies they are ultimately responsible for holding tech companies to account this is what I was telling you about hope not hate they are not just anti-extremism they are 
a an organization that favors deplatforming with this whole list of recommendations the first thing they turn to is toward deplatforming look it says here tech companies need to step up not just to remove extreme content from their platforms mm, i told you but to place content moderation at the very heart of their operation to shift from responding to reports of illegal or harmful content often submitted by victims to actively seeking it out themselves to improve staff literacy of issues relating to hate and prejudice and provide better support for their moderation teams. Do you want to live in a society where groups like Hope Not Hate get to decide what is and what is not extreme, what is and what is not permissible on social media? I certainly don't, but if you're in the UK, I'm afraid that is the world where you are living in. Groups like Hope Not Hate and even specifically Hope Not Hate have a shocking and concerning amount of power within society and they they really, really are operating with an extreme bias toward the far left. It says social media platforms must also consistently monitor and change their algorithms to avoid the recommendation of extreme or harmful content and the government must hold them to account. This is most pertinent for YouTube where we find many young people falling down the rabbit hole from gateway to extreme content. I have news for you, hope not hate. YouTube's already doing this, all right? They do this to our channel and so many other independent commentators. We are put in the YouTube algorithm. Um, I blame both hope not hate and YouTube for actually listening to these people, but you already have overwhelming control of the social discourse online, but it's still not enough for these guys, I suppose. This is this is completely Orwellian. What the moral of the story here, what the message here is that a bunch of lefty progressives found out that, oh no, young progressive, young men actually aren't these huge fans of feminism. So what they're suggesting we need to do now is clamp down even harder on social media content that might dare question feminism and also double down on efforts to indoctrinate these young people in school because clearly they just aren't doing a good enough job on instilling their doctrine into these young minds. These people are unbelievable and I mean it's kind of encouraging in a way that despite the left's stranglehold on pretty much every major institution, there are still people out there who are thinking for themselves. Now, that's pretty much all I have to say for now, but as always, I would love to hear what you all think about this. Do you think that these numbers would kind of be similar to what you would see in the US or Canada for young men? Why or why not? And why do you think there is this huge divide between the genders? Why are young men now thinking so differently from young women? Let me know. But that is it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.